This is Bob Rourke with Business Leaders Podcast, and today we're incredibly fortunate to have Rob Healy from Lighter Charms as a guest today on the show. We're going to let Rob introduce himself. I think you're going to be fascinated by the journey. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Bob. I tell you what, Rob, to to get everybody tracked in, tell us a little bit about the business that you have and your journey to this point. Okay. Um, Well, we invented um, a new product called Lighter Charms. And what it is, is a decorative charm for disposable lighters that help you snuff your stuff. Well, the best-selling lighters in the world are Bic single-color lighters, or in the United States, I should say. Um, They're currently trying to uh, conquer China. They just built a factory over there, so that'll be great. But this gives people an opportunity to decorate their lighter however they want. Now, Bic was very smart, and they saw how popular their single-color lighters were. And they thought people wanted um, to have a little, have a few more options, you know, something that was a little more personable to them, sports teams, that sort of thing. And those are great. I mean, they're fantastic. Um, the only problem is that you can't change the look of your lighter when you buy it with one of those graphic mm-hmm. sleeve wraps. And we thought, well, that's not really as much freedom as we could have. So we came up with. Um, this, it's like a wine charm for lighters. You know, you can go ahead and slide it on your lighter. Uh, it fits every full-size Bic, um, as well as Lintz lighters, Elite, Scripto, uh, and several others. Um, we wanted to make sure that, um, you know, it's a great idea. And there were people who were making lighter wraps and that sort of thing. Um, but none of them were, you, it was very hard to store them. You know, they, you couldn't, keep them anywhere. Let's say you have a wrap, you can put it, you know, off to the side or in an ashtray or or somewhere else. And what we wanted to do was make it collectible. So we made them interchangeable. So you can now take your charm out of the silicone band. Basically, a a silicone band stretches, slides right up your lighter. Um, You pop the charm in and out based on your mood. And you can keep your collection on the fridge or someplace magnetic. And what that does is it enables you to collect them, but you can also keep them out of the hands of kids and pets. Uh, They're very small, so they look like candy. So it's a safety feature. Um, BIC is very big on safety. And so one of the things that we wanted to do was incorporate that and make sure that was at the forefront as well. As the folks are sitting there going like, so you've got this charm for the lighter. How in the world? You know, tell us about the journey (laughs) from... I think I'm going to do this to we're sitting here now with it done. So, you know, and, and before we do that, tell us a little bit about yourself in the early years before you started this. I was always a huge movie fan. And so I decided to move to L.A. to try and become a movie writer. And it didn't work out exactly the way I thought, but it was a whole lot of fun. I actually ended up selling a story to uh, Ron Howard and Brian Grazier at Imagine. And that really, uh, it it was addictive, but it took forever. It took so long to pitch and get through the door and that sort of thing. And so I started looking at the, uh, at advertising, advertising agencies. And I had a um, a great um, opportunity given to me um, by the owner of the last ad agency that I worked for, um, who uh, took a chance on me and Ended up working there for uh, nine great years, and it was amazing. Um, But while I was there, I actually had open-heart surgery. It was very surprising. Uh, Did not expect it. And so now when I get excited, I tick. I have a mechanical (laughs) valve in there. And um, 
The doctor is like, all right, well, you know, uh, your uh, your beer drinking, wine drinking days are over. I was like, I'm on blood thinner. He said, yes, you're on blood thinner. So I said, okay, well, that's that. And um, as I was home and, uh, you know, I I was wondering, I said, well, you know, did uh, is, is, is cannabis a possibility? I've been reading a lot about it. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Well, I wasn't hearing that from, you know, police and <laughs> our government and law enforcement and that sort of thing. So I was a little hesitant about it. But being in uh, North Carolina, it was um, I had access to all of my advertising group. Um, and as I started thinking, I thought, well, you know, um, cannabis, that's a, an interesting thing. Nice little, um, nice something to relax with. Um, as a substitute for wine or beer, I guess. But um, first of all, how do I get it? Where do I do it? And once you do that, you're stuck with a pipe. A pipe, bowl, a bong, no matter what you put into it, you have to figure out a way to put it out. We have the lighter, and that's great. You've got a pipe, that's great. What you don't have is a snuffer. And we thought, well, okay, you've got, a, you've got some pipe tampers out there, uh, and they're usually consists of metal. And um, there are even people in this space, in this industry, that have uh, like a metal um, spot on it. But we wanted to use it as an opportunity for self-expression, personalization. Turn your, you know, the best-selling lighters into the world into a billboard that you control. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, having that, and by making it glass, it becomes uh, almost like a piece of jewelry for your lighter. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it has incredible quality, you know, UV uh, printed and sealed. Um, so kind of the same thing that women will use for their nails, mm -hmm. where you hit it with the light, boom, incredibly hard, incredibly uh, resilient. Uh, and we like to joke that it costs uh, as much as a medium specialty coffee and lasts <laughs> about three years longer. <laughs> Um, but, um, but yeah, and like I said, you can put them on the fridge, uh, interchange them and being glass and, um, having an, an oval shape, they're 18 millimeters. Um, they do work as a pipe, uh, snuffer for almost any size bowl bong or pipe for the craters. So you're saving money as well on smoke that would otherwise go to waste. When you went to look for the size of the device and how you were going to affix it to the lighter and basically the design work. Did you come on this design immediately, or was it an iteration? Actually, it did. We um, the the name Lighter Charms. If you'll notice on our regular um, charm, this one here, um, it's an L and a C, and uh, four Lighter Charms, of course. But then, um, if you turn it to the side, it looks like a pipe, and that kind of speaks to its secret function. Um, but um, but yeah, so. The, um, that's how we came up with that initial design, but the, uh, we had it all designed without the magnet in the back. Um, so we had no way to store it. And as we were kind of going over it, we're like, well, shoot, we've got this great thing. What do we do with it when we have a new one? And so that led to the magnet idea. And so for you guys to go from concept to manufacturing, uh, were you able to have it manufactured in the U.S., or what was that journey like? Um, we did. We actually, our lawyer was able to recommend a uh, prototype manufacturer uh, called Touchstone 3D, and mm -hmm. they were great. And uh, they were laughing when I presented the idea, uh, you know, a refrigerator magnet being used to decorate a lighter that's also a pipe snuffer. It's a little odd. 
Um, but they got right onto it. And um, at first they asked us if we wanted acrylic or glass. And of course, glass was going to be more expensive, but we wanted that permanence um, and that uh, ability not to get uh, funky when it's dropped or used or, um, or that sort of thing. Um, and then we tried it out with a bunch of bolts from the hardware store, a bunch of pipes that we bought and see which worked best. And um, tried to make sure that um, it was uh, as universal as we could possibly make it. Now some, for hookah smokers and that sort of thing, it's probably not gonna be the best. It's such a, uh, a wide bowl, mm -hmm. uh, usually over 18 millimeters. But yeah, for the, uh, for the most part, we went around and did a lot of uh, shopping and trying things out. You know, it, it, so, we, we've gone through, you know, the idea, a bit of your background, some of the creation process, who you brought along for the ride. So now you're going like, well, we think there's a market. <laughs> so take us through your process when you actually went out to see if there was a market. We had no idea that um, graphic lighters were so popular. Um, and actually their uh, compound annual growth rate is above 10%, whereas it's above 6% for their regular uh, lighters. Um, and that's, those are Bix numbers from 2016, uh, their annual report. So, um, for the folks that don't know, how big is the lighter market? Do you know? Oh yes. Um, in 2015, it was at 599 million, um, in sales. And I believe Bic is tracking into 700 million into 2018. On lighters. On lighters. So it's a... It's, it's a robust market. It's a robust market. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So enormous popularity. And, um, and we were lucky enough to have access to those, um, uh, to that research and um, to find out, hey, you know, where is this going? It's been around uh, since the 70s. And of course, this is now how they're doing it. Why, what can we do to improve upon this or increase freedom for customers. Mm -hmm. And um, the American flag uh, wrapped Bic lighter is a perfect example of that. Um, it's a great lighter. You never, you know, hopefully someone doesn't have that same lighter. You won't lose it. Um, if you get it stolen, you might be able to identify it. But you know, and, and, and for the show, we were talking about this theft problem with lighters. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. I don't Rampant. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, is it overt or just incidental, you think? I think it's incidental. Uh, it yeah. might be overt with uh, once we start putting lighter charms on there. But the idea is to make your lighters and the thief identifiable. So if you see somebody with your charm on it, you're going to know right away. And, um, and yeah, no, the average lighter user uh, spends uh, or buys 16 lighters a year. Uh, and goes through if they're an average smoker, like a, let's say a pack a day cigarette smoker. Wow. So yeah, it's a pretty um, pretty big market. Seventy percent are looking um, for something that speaks to their own personal interests and needs. So as we started looking at that, we're like, how do we make it um, so that even more personalized? Mm -hmm. And that's where we ended up. Okay, so you have your design, right? Yeah. And so now you're going to go out and go. I need to go see if I can sell some of these. Yes. So. Tell us a little bit who your primary customer is and what that process looked like. Sure. It's, um, our primary customer is going to be first anybody who uses a lighter. If you, if you do use a lighter, um, probably for more than just birthday candles. Um, but if you do use a lighter, chances are you've had it stolen. People are borrowing it. If you're using it to smoke with, then you may have that crusty bottom on the underside of your lighter. Um, you may um, want the world to know what you're feeling one day. And so you put on a smiley face instead of a devil. 
or maybe the devil wins. But either way, when you get up, you can change uh, your lighter and it can match your mood. And so uh, you guys have been actively in the market for how long? We had been actively in the market since February. Now we did uh, have a few uh, bumpy starts. Back in 2015, we thought we were gonna be ready. And we were making them on paper discs so we could you know, do them to order. And uh, then we were using um, a different kind of adhesive and it, they would, it was handmade, so you'd put it on the metal disc and then put the graphic on it and then another layer of the adhesive. It just was not gonna make any sense for any sort of volume. And so we had to, we were looking at about um, 500,000 units from two different distributors. And we had to press pause. It was so tough to do, but we knew we couldn't keep up. And we didn't want to provide something that was going to um, fall to the wayside. Or I mean, there's enough stories about people who don't come through mm -hmm. um, that we didn't want to uh, end up in that group. And so we had to... We had to stop and then try and automate um, the process, uh, which was now taking place. We hired a company in uh, who's our current manufacturer, CJR Corp, in uh, Matthews, North Carolina. But they have a, a factory in Taiwan. And so that's where um, we're being manufactured right now. And so to try and do that um, automated, and I don't, I just speak English. So uh, it's, you know, luckily they're, uh, fluent and just amazing, uh, an amazing group. And so they were able to pull it off. Um, and it took about two years, um, because we did it on a, on a super small budget. And, um, but we are, we could not be happier with the way things turn out now. You know, as, as you look along your journey, right. Yeah. To the point where you're actually putting them in the stores, what was some of the best advice that you got along the way? Oh gosh, we, uh, we got a lot of, of amazing advice. Um, one piece of advice uh, from a good friend of mine who's in-house counsel at a leading character brand, he was like, demand is better than supply. And, uh, and that was always, um, that's always stuck in my head. Um, and um, that's the first thing that comes to mind, but there have been Wow, there have been so many, so many influences. Let's go to the place where, let's say there's a budding person out there that wants to develop a product. What advice would you offer to them as far as, you know, sequence, how you would go about it if you were going to do this again? I kind of got lucky in my situation because of the advertising, because mm -hmm. of the agency and the access. If I had to start with a graphic designer from scratch, um, that would have taken a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And our graphic designer's amazing, our IT guy's amazing, our web designer, I mean, everybody's, everybody, I, I'd worked with them for so long, for so many years um, before that. Um, so, but I would say, take the scientific method. Don't gravitate to people that tell you it's wonderful. Find people who tell you the product problems with your product. If you just want something to put on the refrigerator, We'll use one of our magnets and you can put it up there. You know, mm -hmm. it's a one and a half pound magnet on the back of our charms. So yeah, we'll put your idea up on the thing. But if you're, if you're really serious about it, find people who are going to be negative or find people who say no or find people who challenge you. Because those are the things that allow you to, in, in your mind sometimes as you're designing things or come up, it's easy to see the rosy view. Mm -hmm. And you do, you know, you give yourself the, you psych yourself up 
and every single day you're so excited to talk about it. But it's helpful. It's more helpful to you, and you're going to get where you're going faster if you have people who challenge you. You know, along that path, uh, what do you think that are the chief misconceptions that people have about putting something like this together and bringing it to market? Um, one of the things that was interesting is we've had some people look at this and just walk right past it, like not stop to look. It's it's new. It's not a familiar um, invention at all. And so trying to get them to stop and spend some time with it, if I'm able to explain it, then the benefits, you know, there's like six benefits per group, and those are just their favorites to talk about. Um, but, you know, because it's got fantastic margins for retailers, um, for, you know, and consumers, you know, and back to retailers, it's a continuously refreshed product line. I mean, you can introduce new seasons, uh, new charms, new designs, and so your customers constantly have a reason to come back to your store. Um, it fits almost every pipe that they own or bowl that they own. Um, chances are they own big lighters. Um, and so these will fit all of those lighters. You know, for these charms, what's the typical retail price point for one of these? Uh, $4.99. $4.99? Uh-huh. I'm presuming you had a pro forma put together. Yes. You know, and, and you look at where you started with optimism and hope and you're like, well, I hope this works. Because <laughs> right. I'm pretty committed. Right. From initiation to this point, we're now in, in September. Mm -hmm. um, how have you been doing as compared to your thoughts in pro forma? Um, I think the education component is uh, was bigger than we thought. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we're still, um, it, it took us a while to find that uh, sweet spot on the price, mm -hmm. you know, um, for, let's say, celebrity brands that we're speaking with. Um, they would not be excited to go uh, $5.99 versus $4.99. And so we're like, okay, well, that's, you know, that's the reality of, um, of the situation. So we, um, we're definitely still kind of finding, finding the perfect customer for where we are now and then ways to accommodate every customer that is, sells a lighter or a pipe. When, when you look at your display point, and color selection and so on. Take us through that thought process and, and why you picked what you did. Sure. Um, well, number one, we wanted to be very careful about um, cannabis and the legal status in the United States. So um, rather than focusing on like a snuff your stuff mm -hmm. or a snuffer first um, idea, and we and were originally going to call it the smoke charmer because that's literally kind of what it was doing with our first idea. Um, but as we started talking about it, we thought, okay, lose your lighter less is going to be a much friendlier um, tagline. The Carolina blue, um, or the blue tones, I should say, is uh, I went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, and uh, my business partner, uh, we both met in North Carolina. So we thought North Carolina, Carolina blue, not to alienate state or duke fans but um the uh or anybody else uh, for that matter but that is exactly where that so what you tell me is if from. you were from tennessee this package would have been orange it would have been <laughs> orange yes maybe a little more visible in the stores i don't know <laughs> with your approach to marketing and what you've done so far what are you targeting what do you think you're targeting for the growth of your company over the next three to five years in terms, I, I presume it's either units or cases. 
Uh, yes, it's actually going to be units. Um, our first goal, our goal for this year is going to be uh, 250,000 units. Mm-hmm. And we're focusing mostly on head shops uh, and the tobacco specialty area. Um, we are amping up for uh, C-stores. And our national sales manager, who will be joining us in 2018, has a tremendous amount of C-Store experience. I'm sorry, C-Store. Uh, convenience stores. Okay. Yep, I guess it's the biggest retail in the country. They have 33% of the retail locations okay. in the country, and that may have gone up 154,000 convenience stores. Wow. Um, so it's a, it's massive. And now that Amazon is looking on getting into the space where it's almost a self-serve convenience store and... Uh, and that sort of thing. I think, you know, anywhere where they sell lighters, that's going to be huge for us. But we wanted to make sure that we could handle the volume. Um, and right now we can run 100,000 units a month. Um, so as we uh, as we get that system in place, and I think the system is the most important thing because that would, you know, that allows us to um, building the system rather than, I guess, we, you know, going back to advice, I'd say focus on the system. Um, and not necessarily on the device, because if you can get it made in an efficient manner and you can repeat it, your life is going to be so much better. So we're, we're looking at lighter domination in yes. three to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in talking to your current customers, what kind of feedback are you getting from your customers as far as either recommendations or, you know, about design or packaging or what the customer's saying? What are you hearing? Uh, skulls. Everybody loves skulls. Now we're in an interesting place because we are, there are so many, um, male centered products that are out there and ours are, uh, unisex, uh, men and women both, um, can use these, uh, as lighter decorations. But if I were to say, um, I would say we would focus on the, uh, on our female clients first. And so when we consider designs, we want to make sure that it's going to appeal to both. Uh, and so that's a, that's very important for us. Do, do you know your demographic, whether you're more sales to men or women at this point? Um, we're more sales to men uh, based on their frequency um, in head shops. Mm-hmm. But Mary Jane um, just released, that's Snoop Dogg's uh, social media right. uh, company. He uh, they just released a story about women are the biggest consumers of cannabis uh, and the biggest smokers. So um, it fits nicely with uh, the fact that we make lighter jewelry. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as we, I'm looking at the, the various designs on the charms, and when you were making up your mind on what designs you were going to put on the charms. Take us through that thought process of what you were going to pick. Sure. Being in Colorado, the Colorado flag is incredibly popular. So that was a natural for mm-hmm. um, for our Colorado customers. And there are 741 uh, dispensaries, I believe, alone mm-hmm. um, in Colorado. And so we knew that you know the Colorado flag was going to be big. But in terms of national sales... Um, the American flag is always a huge hit, um, and we wanted a little bit different version. So we have one that's um, more waving mm-hmm. uh, than just kind of a straight-up uh, charm. Uh, we definitely went with Rosie the Riveter. Uh, we can't sell her in Canada, believe it or not, though, um, just because of the way the, um, the rights issues work. We can sell it in the United States, but not Canada. 
Um, but that was actually started by um, Westinghouse, uh, designed by Westinghouse years ago. Uh, I'd have to look it up, but um, but yeah, so it has it is in the public domain and has become very popular in terms of a rallying image, um, especially given some of the things that have going, been going on in Washington. And um, so we felt that was hugely important, and uh, that's our activist streak. The alien, not part of the activist streak, <laughs> um, but aliens, we were prioritizing skulls at first because of some feedback that we had gotten. Um, but the more we talked to end users and kind of engaged people on social, we thought, well, you know, it looks like the alien is going to be a much, um, going to be a little better. And actually, that's been our bestseller for men and women both. I'll be. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, we thought, okay, the lighter charm one is going to be, uh, you know, especially the LC, lighter charm. We think it's a, it's a cool design. We offer that one, uh, but we can also swap that with a Rasta flag, which is a perennial favorite. So for the folks that do want to find you on social media, yes. <laughs> how, do they, how do they find you? Yeah. Uh, so we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com backslash lighter charms. Uh, Instagram is lighter underscore charms. And uh, Twitter is Lighter Charms. Right. And you can access those through our homepage. And so if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's a good email to reach out to your company? Sure. Mine is Rob, R-O-B, as in boy, at lightercharms.com. And that's L-I-G-H-T-E-R-C-H-A-R-M-S.com. You know, and, and we were looking also that, you know, for... I don't know where the podcast will go and how many years it'll be out there. And as far as I know, forever. Yeah. And so let's say there's somebody in another state and they can't find your lighter charm, but they're interested. Can they find that on your website or how do they find it? Absolutely. Um, you can go on the website. If you're just looking for like one or two or five, 10, you can get those all uh, through the website. Um, but we can also, um, my phone number's on there, um, sales at lightercharms.com. Um, you can reach us uh, if you're a shop that wants your own. Um, you can go to the website. There is a, a place on there for custom charms. And you're going to see it's um, listed much cheaper than the rest of them. There is a minimum order, of course. Um, but yeah, we can talk about all that, find out what your needs are. Um, you know, whether you're a store that needs a thousand, or you're, you know, a brand that needs a hundred thousand or a million, we're happy to happy to jump in on it, and we can handle it. You know, for the the folks that are already, uh, they've already bought in. They have their lighter charm, yeah. all right, and they're going, okay, what's coming? So is there a sneak peek or anything that you're excited about that's coming over the next year or so? There is. There is. There's two um, different products. One is tied directly to the personalization aspect of it. And we're not going to talk too much about it just yet because we're still working the kinks out, but um, it takes personalization to a whole new level. And um, we think that um, the easier we make it um, the, and the more personalized you can make uh, all the things you own, whether it's you know, your lighter or whether it's jewelry offerings that we might be coming out with or um, whether it's something for the emerging vapor market, um, then all of these things are, we're, we're already down the road on a couple of things. <laughs> Let's say that. So, you know, in, in circling back a little bit, when you started the company, how many folks were, were basically involved in the start besides you? One other. So there was two of you. Yeah. 
There was just two of us, my uh, business partner, Craig Arrington. And you. And yeah. so you guys have been paddling this boat by yourselves. Yes. All right. How many folks are on the team now? Uh, right now, well, it's the two of us still. Um, but uh, you mean with our distributors? And mm -hmm. um, I would say it's up to about 15 people right now. And so, um, you know, and, and I think about just mechanics. And so you have, have your product manufactured and then it comes into the country. Mm -hmm. And then it, you know, and I, I think about from manufacturing to delivery. Yes. Walk us through your process. What does that look like? Yep. It, they've made it very easy. Um, we basically, all, all we have to do is send an AI uh, file to the factory and they will um, upload it. And then uh, the machine is off and running. We have the uh, aluminum pieces um, that are machined. Um, and then they will, uh, once they, uh, we put them on these trays that will run under the, uh, printer, mm -hmm. it goes across and prints gets amazing quality. Um, and then, um, they will be sealed. Um, a suction will pick it up and drop the glass cab on once the, uh, UV adhesive is on there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it will be flipped over and add the magnets. And again, that's sealed with UV. It's imported uh, by CJR, so they make things um, very, they've made things so simple. We have a harmonized tariff, um, so we get right in, you know, there's no assessing what do we charge for it, what, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, um, and then once it arrives, it usually arrives to me in cases as assembled. Mm -hmm. because we wanted to cut down the work that people have to do in setting up their displays. We wanted to be able to open and go. Um, and that does cause a little bit of uh, increase in the dimensional cost, um, but it does, it's amazing in terms of um, what we're able to provide the customer and how easy we make life. And so it, it comes in and CJ ship, R, yep. CJR ships it to you. Uh-huh. And then you're in charge of order fulfillment. Yes, right and, from there. And so if the order's messed up, you can go look in the mirror. That's exactly who I blame. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we don't have many conversations <laughs> with that employee, but occasionally something does come up. You know, so, and then that's you and your partner. So you have this plan. So if you were going to add members to your team mm -hmm. when you're talking about growth, yeah. what would be the first next member of your team that you would add? Our national sales manager. Um, okay. we've been, uh, doing a lot of the, making a lot of the mistakes, um, mm -hmm. before we get started. And, uh, he has been an amazing resource. Um, but he's going to be, um, the very first one, uh, our very next one, I should say that we bring on. Um, and, um, we want to use him to the best of his abilities. And he, the one or two off shops is probably not what he does best. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, with all the relationships that I've built here with distributors, um, I'll keep, keep those, but he's going to open it up then to, um, some international, mm -hmm. uh, and national, um, folks, some lighter manufacturers, um, are interested in, uh, possibly having these attached to their lighters and then they would ship them over, mm -hmm. which would be even easier. Uh, and they would have their own charms. So you get the charms that they make and the charms that Vic makes and the, you mm -hmm. know, when they eventually do. So, uh, or just the charms that we make. You know, when you were looking out and, and doing your tactical and strategic design, you know, of, of how you wanted the company to grow, yep. you know, I would not have personally guessed national sales manager. <laughs> you know, take us to that thought process. Why that role or person? Right. 
Um, we feel like we've gotten the product to where it needs to be. And especially after the two-year reset that we had, we wanted to, again, make all the mistakes. Um, and by having him involved, we were able to, it was really great for us because we didn't have to pay um, a lot of those pretty substantial fees uh, that come along with bringing in someone of his caliber. Um, and so it was, um, it was kind of a cost-saving method for us, um, as well as something that we then wanted to prioritize um, because the getting the word out and tapping into all of those, all of his um, and 30 years of, of clients in the C-Store and big box space, he looks great because we're able to um, scale up as we need to. Uh, because it's all automated, um, we can simply add another shift, which adds another um, 100,000 units in eight hours, you know, right. uh, for eight hour shift for an entire month. And that's with one person, just making sure nothing goes wrong. So mm -hmm. if we need to, we can, um, we can get there. We have gotten our system up and running. And so we feel like um, because we have so many things in place um, already, we feel like he's going to have the best option for success. And we are, we feel we're at a, at a place where we are on par in terms of professional professionalism um, and, the, and our product quality with brands much bigger than us. You know, I think about that and, and you know, there's an over-success, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden you wake up and he goes, I mean, we have this enormous order. Yeah. How, you know, in, in between order and delivery, what's the time lag? Order and delivery right now is seven to nine weeks, so it's a pretty good it's a pretty good lag. Um, and so hopefully by when we're once we're into 2018 as well, we're getting through reducing that down to um, three to six weeks. I think is our is our ideal, um, and then yeah, two to four weeks would be um, be fantastic. Optimal. Yeah, yeah. once yeah. we're um, being made in the United States. Well, you know we we've. We've been all over the place and talking about this thing. It's really cool. Oh, you know, I have one with a Colorado flag sitting here. <laughs> and is there any parting advice or guidance you would offer to the folks that are considering this journey or um, any other things that you think would be merit passing on? There are going to be some people that don't like you, that don't understand. Just move on. There's always, there are more clients out there, more potential customers out there. And as you continue to do that, you may find that some of those clients that were like, no, 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 come back around and like, oh, you know, I would like to work with you now. And that's just the way it works. And it's no hard feelings and don't take it personally. Rob, we really appreciate you taking the time and telling us your story. Thanks well, thank very much. Thank you so much, Bob. I really, really appreciate it. You betcha.